Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the I Hear Design podcast. This is Robert Yeminen, Editor-at-Large of Interiors and Sources, and thanks for tuning in, as always. I know this is a busy time of year for everyone, so I will try to keep this podcast a bit brief and get to the good stuff so you can get back to your Christmas shopping or other holiday planning. Uh, but anyway, as you guys might recall, a couple of weeks ago, I spoke with Janet Pogue-McLaurin at Gensler to talk about some big-picture de- design trends, uh, which I thought was really insightful. Um, Janet offered some really good perspectives on everything from global issues like climate change and homelessness, as well as how technology and data collection uh, will inform design in the years ahead. If you haven't heard that podcast yet, I urge you to have a listen when you get a chance. And let us know what you're seeing as far as major trends by reaching out to us on our social media channels or dropping us a line via email. And speaking of trends, what I'd like to do in today's uh, broadcast is bring the focus in a little bit closer and look at trends that are shaping the tile and stone industry specifically. We've been seeing some pretty cool products come across our desks here at Interiors and Sources recently. And so we wanted to find out more about the types of trends you can expect to see in Pile and Stone uh, next year and beyond. And to help us out, I've invited Christina Panzera, a senior buyer from Seat based in Montreal, to give you guys an overview um, of this market segment. Uh, Christina, thanks so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Okay, so our listeners, they tell us they're always interested in looking at different design trends happening in the market. And as we're about to turn the corner into a new year, we thought it would be great to give everyone a sneak peek into what they can expect um, in tile and stone, both for commercial and residential markets. Um, But before we get into some of those details, um, I'm curious about how companies like Seat go about determining what's trending and, and where things are headed. So, Christina, can you tell our listeners a little bit about the methodology uh, behind forecasting trends when it comes to tile and stone? Like, what are the major indicators um, of where the market is headed? Well, because it's we now work in a global market, we have to keep our eyes and ears open a little bit everywhere. Uh, we definitely look at what's happening in the fashion industry because that's going to be a f- type of a forecast of what's going to be happening in terms of colors and what people are looking at and the mood that's out there because we know the mm-hmm. economy and the social context affects people and how they feel, and that affects design as well. Uh, we right. definitely look at what's going on in furniture. The trends there happen a little bit faster than they do normally in a tile and stone industry, just mm-hmm. because you can easily change your pieces of furniture, whereas a, tone, a stone and tile, once it's set, people won't be as yeah. eager to change it because of the work involved. Um, right. We see what's happening in different types of trade shows from uh, Maison Objet in Paris, uh, the definitely uh, furniture shows, as well as the the, the trade shows that involve the stone and tile. We also mm-hmm. really look at what our customers are doing because designers, as we know, are very trendy and they can they they actually create some of the trends. So we definitely look at what our customers are looking for and what they're working on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. And, and you're right. Um, once the tile and stone is set, you know, it seems like you have to project a little bit further since those products will be, uh, you know, in place a bit longer than, like you mentioned, fashion or even furniture. So, yeah, that's interesting. Well, okay. if you look at the terrazzo trend, for example, that was brought on by uh, 
the, the design of the Valentino stores. Nobody was using Terrazzo anymore. It was almost forgotten and put away in the time safe somewhere. And Valentino came up with their new design. It was a beautiful Terrazzo, very bold, mm-hmm. and grays and whites. And that's what just launched the Terrazzo trend. And then uh, porcelain companies started imitating Terrazzo and companies that had been working on Terrazzo for many years brought out like new colors and new shapes and sizes thanks to technology. Right. So that brought on that trend. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Yeah, and it's, and there are so many beautiful Terrazzo products out there right now, as you mentioned. How, but like talking about, let's say tile, like what are what are the types of textures and patterns specifically um, that are making a big splash uh, right now in commercial projects? There are a lot of patterns that are on the market right now. We'll mm-hmm. see for the wall. We'll see a lot of 3D patterns, different uh, different models, different shapes, from very modern to soft waves. We see it all. Mm-hmm. That's really, really present right now for wall tiles. And the floor tiles, what they'll do is they'll change the texture or they just have tone-on-tone patterns that make the space mm-hmm. very interesting without bringing in too much of a decorative element so they can work with the rest of the space. It still keeps it neutral, but they play with the texture and they play with patterns on the tone-on-tone mostly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you still seeing a lot like with the wood, the wood grains and things like that, or is it moving in a different direction? As far there as are pattern? still some wood grains available in the more classic looks um, mm-hmm. or in the very distressed look, or they will adapt the wood grain to more modern colors. So it's, it's wood and not they, – they just play with the wood grain feel, but with different sizes that are not necessarily planks that have different mm-hmm. shapes, and it makes it a lot more modern. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, on the residential side, so you know, what's been interesting on commercial is seeing that sort of crossover between residential and commercial uh, markets. The tile trends, uh, is it substantially different on the residential side, or is it kind of similar to commercial right now? Like, What, what are you seeing on that end of things? On the commercial end, I think people are very into bold patterns. Uh, for example, for the stone, a very strong uh, veins in the marbles, very colorful, big, big movement. When it comes to the residential, people will be a little bit uh, more interested in a softer feel for their veining. Mm-hmm. Not not as strong as uh, what we'll see in the commercial side. Right. Um, right. White is still the most popular color, but they will go bold and do some accent walls and black and use black also in bathrooms, which we didn't see in the past, which is what we saw in commercial spaces. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What about... um, There's a crossover also, sorry, because... No, because okay. the porcelain tiles, uh, porcelain tiles are most tiles now are porcelain, so they can be used in the commercial as well as the residential market. So there is a crossover because of that. Oh right, okay. So you see yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, what about dimensions? Like, are the tiles continuing to get bigger? Are we seeing you know large format tiles, or or is it kind of tapering off a little bit? Like, what are you seeing as far as size goes? People are interested in bigger sizes, uh, mm-hmm. so you see less grout and less joints. However, with the um, since most tile is rectified, you can go with like a very small joint. You could almost butt joint the tile, so that doesn't bother them as much. Tiles are getting bigger, and because of the porcelain slabs taking such an important part of the market, we see that being used a lot. However, there's also a return to very small sizes. They're actually coming out with 8 by 8 or 6 by 6 inch tiles, even for flooring. So we have the two opposites. We have the big, big formats, and then we've mm-hmm. got the small ones coming back. 
Great. What about um, technology? Like, what role uh, is that playing in terms of uh, tile designs? Um, are you seeing a lot more, like, like unique patterns or, or textures or things like that um, happening because of um, advances in technology? Technology completely changed the market in the last few years. First of all, we've got digital technology, mm-hmm. and that's why they started with imitations of wood and imitations of marble, and they look so natural because of this technology. They can practically copy any material. Mm-hmm. So that, that really, really made a change. As they, uh, inc- uh, they improved that technology, they also could bring patterns into 3D tiles, and create 3D patterns at a very affordable price. So that really changed the market a lot, as well as, you know, change all the possibilities and all the products that are offered out there. Right. Yeah, uh, that yeah, used to be, have to be made handmade are now industrially made, so it really brings the price down. And, and it, you know, offers them many possibilities, metallic finishes, 3D patterns, uh, patterns in the tiles. Yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, there, there's been some fantastic products that we've seen, like I said, you know, that have come across our desks and, and at some of the trade shows. And, and the technology is definitely really kind of making it very interesting to see what's what's possible and what's coming out. So, okay. It even affected um, the stone market a little bit. Like the leather finish used to be have to be made by hand, whereas now it's an industrial process. So we have a lot of customers looking into the leather finish when they don't want right. a polished finish and they want something more interesting than just a hone. It's very, very popular right now for countertops. Yeah, and I was wanted to move on to that next, talking about some of the stone trends. So you're saying leather finishes are, are one. Um, what other types of looks are you seeing coming on? You know, as far as the, the stone, the stone side of things. Again, the very strong stones are popular right now. People want to make okay. a statement, a bold statement with their stone. Whether it's a tabletop, it's an accent wall, it's one piece maybe on the island of the kitchen. Um, it's very big right now. Big, bold patterns, colorful, and we're going back to classics also, materials that we maybe haven't seen around for a few years. Um, mm-hmm. Also, Levanto is one of them, Verde Patrizia. And I think in uh, maybe two or three years, beiges are going to come back very strong. Beiges? Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. We see, Still moving away. We're starting to see the, we're starting to see a little bit of a movement. Okay. Yeah, any uh, innovative type of applications? I know you mentioned a couple there, walls and, and, and countertops. Like, uh, Are you seeing anything unique with stone? Well, people are using it on walls a lot more than they used to. It used to be only for the bathroom. Now we right. see people doing a lot of accent walls with natural stone, even in a residential application, which we didn't really see in the past. Um, they'll really use it as a decorative element because there's so many beautiful patterns out there and so many beautiful stones. I mean, each stone is unique and so rich. Yeah. Uh, we also see a lot of use in the furniture. People are actually either covering cool. their furniture or creating furniture directly with stone. And we see that trade shows as well. Wow. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. I'll have to look for some of those and get those to share them with our, our listeners. So very cool. Oh, yeah, they're okay. absolutely beautiful. We have a lot of customers building complete uh, shelf and storage. And we've even had customers make their bed frame out of stone. Yeah. Quite beautiful. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Okay. All right. And then what should designers and specifiers be mindful of when considering you know, tile and stone for their upcoming projects as far as specifications? So like, what would you recommend? I think considering the application, 
is key. I mean, you really okay. have to pick the right products for the space. Customer expectation as well. If a customer doesn't want to have any maintenance, then maybe you move away from natural stone and go into more into a porcelain product or something that's easier to maintain. I think the application really is going to dictate what type of product they can use. But like I said, because of technology right now, most products are resistant enough for practically any application. It'll just mm -hmm. depend on really the look and elevating the look. Right. When you're considering yeah. stone, when you specify a stone, uh, it's kind of important to go and visualize the actual block that is going to be used in the project because each block is really different, one from another, even in the same stone. And I think if you want to achieve... You want to make sure you you achieve what you want. You need to see that piece that's going to be used in your project. That's key. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's great advice. I know our uh, listeners will appreciate it. Okay, well that's that's all the time we have for today. Um, Christina, thank you again so much for being here and for sharing your insights with our listeners. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as always, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, be sure to tune in next week as well when I'll be talking to John Edelman at Be Original Americas and addressing the issue of knockoffs and why it's so important to specify original products and authentic design. It's a conversation I know you all won't want to miss. Thanks again, everyone, and be well. <laughs>